literary fans, and welcome to episode 112 of Jeff Reads' Book. I'm your host, Jeff, and today we're reading chapter 18 of Powerless, a book I wrote in a month. So if you want to get in touch with me, head on over to jeffreadsbook.com. Right there, there's three ways to contact me. Uh, I'll talk about them a little more at the end of the show. And while you're there, you should buy one of these terrible books I've written. That's right, there's two for sale. They are awful, just like this. You can get them in Dead Tree or Electrons. Go for it. They're bad. You're going to enjoy yourself. Yay! So, I've had like a crazy last couple of weeks. Uh, I think I've mentioned on the podcast that I do some stuff with uh, soccer with high school soccer. Well, that has just gobbled up every ounce of my time lately. I have been stressed out, out of my mind. Uh, I get paid almost nothing for this. And by almost nothing, I don't mean like by Silicon Valley standards. I don't live there with those shitheads. I'm talking about uh, any American would think this is no money. (laughs) I mean, it's very little. Yeah, yeah. So you have to do it for the fun. For the fun of it and the stuff I've been dealing with, not fun, not fun at all, you know? I got like picture day, I got a freaking, schools keep canceling games, it's eh, it's been a little bit hectic, so I've gotten almost no work done lately, and here I am recording a podcast instead of doing my goddamn job, but you guys are more important, right? And that's why we're here today, to talk about literature, talk about storytelling, to talk about The world of imagination. And we're going to start today's world of imagination in chapter 18 of Powerless. That's right. Chapter 18, kind of a long one, coming in at 251 lines, which is making me a bit nervous about squeezing it in right now. (laughs) I don't have that much free time, but we're going to get this done. We're going to get this done. I've been trying to think of some... I have a little bit of work I wanted to do before I left, and I'm trying to think of good reasons why I don't have to do it. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, chapter 18. Uh, All I've written down for this is date night. Yay! Isn't that exciting? Okay. So I think Margot and Henry are going out for the night. I don't think it's going to be that exciting, so don't get too jazzed about it, but it should be fine. So uh, I don't know. I don't see any reason to babble because we got a long chapter ahead of us full of just terrible writing. So why don't we just go ahead and dive in to chapter 18. So for today's episode... I am uh, sipping on something a little different, having a little Tito's uh, handmade vodka in uh, on the on ice on ro- on the rocks. I was gonna say on the ice, on ice. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. Mm. I'm not a bourbon, and I just haven't gone to the store. I'm gonna I gotta stop drinking that shit. But uh, yeah, so I just don't have any bourbon. I gotta stop drinking it. Uh, anywho, uh, the vodka I'm just using up. It's in the liquor cabinet. It's from when my parents came to visit. Tried to buy it in case my mom wanted some mixed drinks at home, and uh, they didn't drink any of it. So here we are. We're just drinking it alone. Yeah, that's always healthy, isn't it? Okay, well let's read this goddamn book, huh? What do you mean they're going to have me followed? He yelled, now pacing around his house. Margot knew he would react this way to the news, but she supposed it was better she was mad at them rather 
Oh, that's wrong. But she supposed it was better she was mad at them rather than her for staying quiet. Probably should be, but she supposed it was better he was mad at them rather than her for staying quiet. God, though, that that's called bad writing, right? A lot of pronouns. It doesn't really make sense. <laughs> I'm going to take my glasses off. Okay, let's try this again. So they think I'm some sort of traitor? That's just great. Apparently, I'm on nobody's side. Margot laid on her left side on the bed, propping her head up. I would have thought it would be... Oh, I guess her left. Okay. I'm trying to picture the room as I wrote it, and yeah, she'd be on her left side, I guess. That's fine. Sorry if the uh, mic is popping. I'm getting excited. Okay. Not because Margot's in a bed. All right. Let's just move on. <laughs> Propping her head up with her bent left arm. Henry, she said calmly. They're worried because you're an off-worlder and you're rather high profile. He shrugged. Well then, what am I even doing here? I'm just a problem for everyone. I need you here, Margot said calmly. I need you to stay. Aww. Henry walked back to the bed and sat down. His shoulders slumped. Margot climbed, without a bee, up on her knees and threw her arms around his neck, rubbing her cheek against the side of his head, like she's some sort of fucking cat. Listen, she suggested. Let's go to Sandhill for the evening. We can get dinner, maybe dance, maybe forget about all this for today. That does sound fun, Henry agreed. Margot unwrapped herself from behind Henry and walked on her knees to the edge of the bed, sitting down next to him. Tell you what, I'm going to head home and clean up. You can either come over or wait for me here, she said. We could just leave now, he suggested. I feel like I need to clean up a little, Margot said as she stood. Ugh, she dirty? What the hell's that about? <laughs> I'm just assuming this is more like, um... Generally how girls... Oh boy, here we go. All right, we're treading lightly here. How women, um, you know, they're going out for the night. They probably want to look nice, right? I, You know, and that's... All right, let me walk that back. That's not a woman thing. I like to look nice when I go out for the night. What the hell? Okay. So, a uh, sexist reader, who is me, should shut the hell up because I, as the listener as well, like to look nice. <laughs> how about that? And feel nice. Like, it's not just looking nice. I mean, if I feel dirty under those jeans, that's not cool. Unless it's the good kind of dirty, I guess that's nice. <laughs> um, where are we? Doot, 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 doot. I feel like I need to clean up a little, Margot said as she stood. Unlike you, I've been up since dawn, and I would like to change into something a bit more relaxed. You look, he started... And you don't even, uh, and you don't have a shirt on, Margot interrupted. Clean up and come find me. I am a lady, after all. That's a lowercase l. If you've listened to any of the other books, she's actually a capital L lady. Ooh. I am a lady, after all, and I expect to be courted properly. All right, he agreed, smiling and standing up. He embraced her, and Margot gladly accepted his kiss. Aww. As she felt herself lean in harder, pushing herself against him, she pulled herself away reluctantly. <sighs> later, she said, patting his bare chest. We can do that later. Gross! Drinking break. <laughs> mm. Tito's is good vodka. But I like the bourbon. What are you going to do? I like the vodka. It's all good. Who gives a shit? 
When Henry left his house, no more than 10 minutes after Margot departed, wow, so you really cleaned yourself up well, great there, didn't you, bud? Uh, he shut the door behind him. Wow, that's exciting. <laughs> Looking around the immediate area in front of his tiny house, he suspiciously scanned for anybody watching him. Ooh, spooky. Um, seeing no one, he actually cast a series of spells to secure his house, and something ugh, something he hadn't done in recent memory. He was concerned someone might enter and set up some way to watch him in his private home or go through all his belongings. Doing the entire walk to Margot's house, that's a typo, he was occupied with looking for suspicious behavior. He, it's all caps, passed a few other people on his way, and each one he squinted at suspiciously. Most tried to look away, but Henry didn't care. He felt abandoned by his own people. When he knocked on her door, he could hear arguing and scuffling inside before the door was flung open by Janie. Henry's left eyebrow went up, and he peered around her to see Margot with her arms crossed, shaking her head. What's the bad news Margot had for you, Janie blurted out. Uh... What's the bad... Oh, okay, okay, okay. So they're... I don't know why. They're... What's the bad news Margot had for you? Janie blurted out. She didn't tell you, he asked, still standing outside. Of course not, Janie responded. I told you that already. So? He pushed the door open and motioned to step aside. Janie made a show of inviting him in to the house, where he found Pauline leaning against the wall near the door to her room, watching in rapt attention. Margot, though, stood a few feet away, looking away annoyed. <laughs> it does say that. Stood a few feet away, looking away annoyed with her friend. Her arms still crossed. Uh, boop, 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 boop. She had changed into a purple shirt that revealed a bit more than her usual attire and black pants. Well, that's nice. Purple and black pants. I would think this is kind of like medieval that they would wear skirts, but I think we've documented Margot in pants before. Hmm. That's what we're really concerned about, what Margot's wearing and not the plot of this book, which is non-existent. All right. Um, after laying beside her for a couple of hours, he found her irresistible now. Ooh, probably pitching a tent. So, Janie said from somewhere behind her, Ugh, just tell her, Margot urged, now scowling at Janie, Henry guessed. You look beautiful, Henry said, still unable to look away from Margot. The black-haired woman uncrossed her arms and looked at him, saying, Thank you. Now, can you please explain the situation to these two so we can leave? Henry shook his head, trying to think clearly. Oh, so I guess I'm going... To be followed from now on, he said. He simply said, walking towards Margot. Going. Yeah. Followed, Janie asked. What does that mean, Pauline added. Didn't they? Didn't she tell them that they were going to have him followed? What the fuck's going on in this book? <laughs> Did I, I swear to God this came up last chapter. All right, all right, all right. We're going up here. Let's see here. Uh, boop, 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 boop. Didn't they yell at her that she had to tell them? Um, bup, 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 bup. 
16, Margo, Shintoi, Bethany, Young Boy, Margo, Flip through, Offworlder, Henry woke up the next morning, Margo returned at lunchtime. Um. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. She told both of those two that they were going to have Henry followed. So what's going on in this chapter? <laughs> okay, I guess this is a major, like, oh, this chapter's fucked up. All right. Uh, so do you guys see what I'm saying? So in chapter 17, Margot told Pauline and Janie that Henry was going to be followed, and she wasn't going to tell him and blah, blah, blah. She was worried about her job and that shit. But now Janie is acting like she wasn't told that last chapter. Hmm. Okay, anyway. Followed, Janie asked. What does that mean? Pauline added. I guess they're worried I'm going to turn out to be a traitor, he said, before leaning in to kiss Margot lightly on the lips. Ooh. Ah, uh, that's crazy, Janie exclaimed. Why would they think that? Forgetting that Margot told her earlier that day why? Wow, that's messed up, Pauline added, also forgetting that Mario told her that in chapter 16, 17? Chapter 17. Uh, I guess I just typed this. Yeah, I don't know what to say. How do you even argue this is good? I don't, like, plan out the book, so, yeah, what are you going to do? This is one of my more, more prominent mistakes, I would say. Yeah. All right. Uh, can we leave now? Margot asked him quietly. Ooh, where are you going? Janie asked. We are going out on a date to Sandhill, Henry said. Pauline, get your things. We're going out tonight, Janie yelled. Pauline ran into her room and Margot closed her eyes, shaking her head. <gasps> Drinking break. Oh, that's so cute, huh? So now they got a third and fourth wheel. I remember when uh, I first... My first date with the lovely Laura, I hope she remembers it too, it was a delight. I took her to an inappropriate movie. It was inappropriate. I've probably said it on the podcast before, but whatever. And um, I remember on our way there, we took the freaking, uh, took the subway in Cleveland to go to the downtown mall where there was a movie theater, because neither of us had cars. And, uh, well, no, I didn't have a car yet. So, and I took her to see a movie, but, uh, some people from my fraternity were going in to see the same movie and they were like, uh, I don't know, eight or 10 rows back. And that was a delight. They were like yelling at us during the movie, mostly because of the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's good to remember that. Laura, you remember that? Ooh, if you do write into the show, jeffreydisbook.com. Okay. Ah, uh, let me uh, scroll down. Bloop, 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 bloop. I like that. Uh, okay, you're going to like this part. The foursome stepped into the surly swine a bit early for dinner, Henry thought. Okay, that's weird. That's a weird sentence. But don't you like that Henry's taking her to the surly swine? I mean, that's like just... <sighs> I feel like they're going to Denny's. Like the Denny's that's next door to their apartment. That's the equivalent of what's happening here. But maybe not. I mean... I guess we were pre-pandemic regulars at a restaurant by our house. Uh, so maybe I'm over-exaggerating. I don't know. I'm exaggerating the situation that they always go to the same restaurant. Yeah, it's not so bad. They were patron. Oh, jeez. Oh, there were patrons already, but it was by no means crowded. Henry was happy to see, though, 
a few musicians setting up for the evening. Probably brought, uh, what's some medieval instruments? Um, mandolin? Um, um, is harps a chord medieval? It sounds like it is. <laughs> what else you got? Well, harps. Harps are pretty old. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know any other instruments that would be old. I guess guitars are pretty old, right? They had those in freaking... Spain, God knows when. Mm. Mm. I feel like I'm going to cough soon. And I hope it's not pandemic related, but I think it's because I swallowed my spit. Let's try. All right. Just inside the saloon doors, Margot said, Henry, we'll find a table for four. Go order us some drinks. Leaning into his ear, she whispered, and get us a room, a nice one. Ooh, sexy time coming up. Henry's heart jumped, and he rushed away to the bar. After collecting the four mugs of ale in his hands at the bar, do you think they have mixed drinks in the world of magic? Ooh, that would be a good discussion question. So don't answer yet, because it's a discussion question, right? I'm getting a pencil, and we're going to go DQ. I got to write the notes. Here we go. One. I write these, like, after I read the chapter, because I don't know what happens in this book. Uh, mix. Uh, drinks. I feel like, though, talking about, like, liqueurs in the world of magic might be something that came up before. So if it did, write into the show, jeffreadsbook.com, give me an episode number. <sighs> After collecting four mugs, blah, 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 and a key in his pocket, he turned to find where his friends had claimed a table. He found them sitting at a table for four out in the open with one empty seat open next to Margot. Open, open, open. He walked directly there, placing the mugs down on the table. Somehow, he caught the eye of another patron at a table beyond theirs, who merely smiled and raised his mug. Henry smiled back, but immediately stood back up, surveying the room. The stranger had reminded him of the unfortunate news earlier that he might be followed from now on by people who were supposed to be his allies. Scanning the room, he looked for anyone suspicious. Seeing nobody, he repeated the action, looking for merely anyone he recognized. Wow, that was a spurious sentence, I feel like. While he wasn't sure, he figured the council might send a mage from the temple to follow him. That seems pretty obvious. If he recognized another person in the bar as being from the temple, it might be his tail. Ooh, spooky! That would be a terrible tale if it's just somebody you know. <laughs> Aside from townsfolk he had seen on multiple occasions, there was nobody of interest. He sat down relieved. The four drank a few rounds, had dinner, and drank a few more rounds as the band finally began to play. Henry's worries began to dissolve as the ale performed its chemical magic. Ooh, that's fun. Sorry, I had to follow where I was. I like that. Chemical magic. And Margot became increasingly affectionate. Ooh! The ale, of course, had another effect, and Henry finally was forced to excuse himself. Ha! He had to pee. When he stood, he noticed one patron sitting at the bar. He noticed one patron sitting at the bar had been looking at him. He turned away and headed towards a rear hallway. Pausing at the bathroom door, an idea came to him. Instead of entering, 
He continued down the hallway to what he knew was a rear exit to the inn. Stepping outside into the crisp spring air, is that the first time we knew what season it was? I feel like that's not necessarily the case. Ooh, I hope that's consistent across this book. Who knows? He moved to the side of the building and stood waiting in the shadows. As he expected, the man from the bar emerged into the lamplight moments later, looking around, confused. He was taller than Henry, and he did not recognize him at all. They must have hired an outsider to follow him. Probably a contractor, right? Like the U.S. government in Iraq, huh? Ooh, that's dating the episode? It doesn't really date the episode. I don't know how many security contractors we employ in Iraq. Probably a shit ton. Because, I, I, what are you going to do? I'm sorry to, uh, whatever. Jesus Christ. Mm. Yeah. I was reading the newspaper at lunch, and uh, it really gets you down when you read through that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mostly because I was reading the section on uh, Afghanistan, which uh, might date this more, but very depressing. All right. All right, as he expected, um, he was taller than Henry. They must have hired an outsider, yes. Maybe from, um, what's that group everybody used to make fun of? Black, Blackwater? Black, is that what it is? I don't know. Shouldn't make fun of them. They'll probably come to your house and kidnap your family. All right. They must have hired blah, blah, blah which was probably a smart move lest he recognize an internal choice. The man, looked, the man looked around curiously before starting for the stables. Henry stepped back into the light, starting towards the mystery man. Looking for someone, he asked. The man turned, and the surprise on his face revealed his purpose immediately. He tried to hide it quickly, but Henry had noticed. No, I just needed some air. Thought I would get some air, he said with a notable, noticeable tension. Henry continued to walk towards the man, and he could see him grow nervous with each step. He actually had to limit the fury he felt because this man was certainly just a mercenary. When he was within arm's length, he stopped. Listen, just tell Sir Roland to back off. You're clearly following me, and that annoys me, okay? The stranger's smile disappeared, and he nodded. Wow, this guy sucks as a private investigator. Jesus. I'm sure they'll probably hire someone else after this little meeting, though, Henry pointed out. So why don't you head home somewhere and report back that this happened tomorrow, okay? Frowning, he nodded. I'm going back. I'm going to head back inside now because I'm trying to woo a certain woman inside, inside, inside. I expect to be left alone. Understand? Henry finished. He didn't wait for a reply, but instead walked directly back to the inn's, the inn's rear entrance. Along the hallway to the main dining room, he remembered that he did indeed need to relieve himself. Wow. Indoor plumbing. Who knew? Okay, that's exciting. Do you think they have magic toilets? Right into the show, jeffreadsbook.com. You know what? Based on how many times the plumber has to come to my house, which in fairness hasn't been a few years, you know, I, I've been pouring chemicals down the old pipes, but uh, 
Yeah, magic toilet, that sounds great. <laughs> like, just makes whatever falls in it, like, dissolve and disappear. Or it, like, transports it somewhere you hate, like your, you know, the neighbor behind you, his backyard. <laughs> Is that too specific? <laughs> mm. I didn't need to do that. We're coming up on one. Okay. Uh, after a quick stop, he re-entered the dining room. He turned back towards his table and took a deep breath. He considered keeping this little incident quiet to protect the future of his date night. Ooh. Looking towards Janie, she caught his eye, said something, and caused Margot to turn. Henry trudged back to the table and sat down. Drinking break! Yeah, so if you're not driving, you know what I mean. Mm. We're getting to the end of this. This is good. A little bit cleaner than, like, uh, drinking bourbon, maybe? All right. Margot looked at Henry beside her. Oh, they're not sitting like a cross. I guess they're not sitting across. I don't know. What's the right thing to do? All right, we're going to write that. That's discussion question two. Date. Like, seating. I'm trying to remember. I mean, Laura and I sit next to each other at this. Well, okay. Yeah, it depends on the table, right? If it's a four-seater, like so it's got a seat on each side of a square table, we sit next to each other, right? If it's a booth, we sit across from each other. I think that makes sense. Makes playing footsie easier, right? Is that still a thing? (laughs) I don't actually know that it is. I mean, I know my feet are nothing to look at, so (laughs) I think Lar would hit me and tell me to stop. Anyway, all right. Especially if they're in shoes. What the fuck? Footsie sucks. All right, let's see here. Uh, blip, 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 blip. Are you okay? She asked, staring at him. Fine, he said tersely. She knew just by that response that something bad had happened. She started to worry. Are you going to tell Yuse what actually just transpired in the last three minutes? Because you still look bright red, Janie said. I think that's... Are you going to tell us what... Yeah, all right. You guys get it. Typos galore. Margot's eyes widened at what Janie just said. What's going on? What is going on? Margot asked, seriously concerned. I just had a fun conversation with the man that your council had follow me behind the inn, he said before taking a long pull on his ale. They certainly don't waste any time. That's impossible, Margot said in shock. Is it? he asked, because I was there and it seemed pretty possible. Did he follow you to the bathroom? Janie asked. Yes, but I didn't go to the bathroom, Henry explained. Because I'm just padding words at this point, making him tell them what happened. When I stood up, I noticed him staring at me, so I decided to walk outside. Didn't want to confront him next to the urinal, huh, bud? I hid in the shadows until he came out looking for me. Then I confronted him. I told him to give my love to Sir Roland. Henry, Sir Roland won't approve of that behavior, and he's only trying to keep everyone safe, Margot said calmly. Oof. Way to read the room, Margot. Jesus. Uh... Henry looked at her with his mouth open, shaking his head as if shocked. Pauline suddenly said, Oh my God. Margot saw her her drop her head into her hands. Janie then said, Margot, no, slowly shaking her head. Confused, she looked back to Henry, who was just staring into the distance wide-eyed. 
What's wrong? Margot asked. I think I'm going to step outside for a bit, Henry said. I need a little time by myself. He stood without looking at her and walked directly out the front door. Without picking up the bill, I might add. Am I right, folks? What's everyone's problem? Margot asked, now angry. Why would you say that? Pauline asked in disbelief. Say what? She asked. Margot had only stated facts. That Sir Roland is trying to help everyone and keep us safe. Are you kidding? He had Henry followed, Pauline yelled. Oh, Pauline's yelling now. That's nice. Just because there was some concern, she started. I'm speechless, Pauline yelled and stood up. She walked out of the inn to Margot's surprise. Margot, I really don't know what you're thinking here, Janie said. Oh, my cat's crying. Uh, can the live studio audience hear that? Probably not. It's all the way upstairs because we're in the basement studio and this is... This is taking longer than I thought. Fucking Christ. All right. Mm. A little more vodka. Let's go. Uh, bloop, 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 bloop. What's everyone's problem? Margo. Uh, okay. What's everyone's problem? Margo asked, now angry. Why would you... S oh, okay. We already had Pauline left. Okay. Margo, I really don't know what you're thinking here, Janie said. The council, Margo tried to exchange. Exchange. That's what... Yeah. That's weird. Has anybody been to that record store like the exchange? Right into the show, jeffreadsbook.com. It's a used music store around here. They have video games too. It's pretty bitchin'. I don't know why I brought that up. The council, Margot tried to exchange. Shut up, Margot, Janie said angrily but quietly. Shut up, Margot. <laughs> Enough about the council. The man who adores you, who follows you everywhere like a puppy, just walked out on you, and you're continuing to babble about work. Yeah, that kind of sucks, Margo. I'm with, I'm with everybody else on this one. Margo sucks right now, doesn't she? Faced with no allies, Margo crossed her arms frowning and said, I guess I'm the only one concerned with defeating evil, like some sort of insane... I don't know, follower of superhero movies? Do people who watch superhero movies talk like that? Because I feel like they might, because they're insane. Janie picked up her mug, leaned all the way back in her chair, sighing. Margot was ready for a fight, but Janie just ignored her, driving her crazy. She wanted to yell at someone, but going outside to find Henry seemed like she was giving in to his petty selfishness. She sat fuming, waiting for Janie to say something, anything that she could snap at. But Janie continued to sit far back in her chair silently. Drinking break! This is exciting, huh? This is a good fight. Mm. I try not to storm out of the room when Lara's mad at me, and vice versa. I don't get that mad at Lara, I guess. Whatever. I don't think we have fights on this. Lara's never had me followed because of my possible... Not, it's not infidelity. This is, uh, cause they're, they, this is a different thing. Cause it's like, uh, uh, what if we both worked at the same company and I was cheating on the company, that's insane, but a uniquely American thing to do. I feel like Japan and China though, they might have this similar kind of like mindset. Anyway, Henry was walking slowly away from the inn, his hands in his pockets do you think he's wearing a cape? Right into the show, JeffreyDisbook.com, when a woman called out for him. Turning, he saw Pauline on the front porch of the inn, and he stopped. 
She jogged up to him and hugged him, and he returned the gesture. Are you okay, she asked. Ooh, is Pauline moving in on Margot's... Margot's peace? I'm gonna... <laughs> Sighing, he replied, I don't know. That really hurt in there, spelled wrong. God damn it, it's the wrong there. I pride myself on getting that right. Ugh, okay. It was hard to watch, Pauline agreed. The pair strolled slowly down the road a bit further silently. It's a lot of adjectives. Henry appreciated that she had come outside to find him. He felt himself calm down, finding sadness than uh, finding sadness than any other emotion taking over. I think there should be like a more in there. Margot had made him feel so secondary to the rest of her world when he clearly felt she was everything in his. Aww. We should go back inside, Henry suggested finally. Are you sure? Pauline asked. He took a deep breath and nodded. I just need a little time. I just needed a little time away. I'll be okay, he said. The pair walked back up the street and into the surly swine together. Pauline started back towards the table, and Henry called, I'll be over there in a moment. He went back up to the bar, calling the bartender over. He reached into his pocket, pulled out the key he had received when they first arrived, and dropped it on the bar, along with some coins. I won't need a room this evening, he said, but thank you. Drinking break! Aw, oh, that's, that's too bad. Mm. No sexy time, huh? <laughs> Margot watched as Pauline returned, waiting to see if she would say anything. Her roommate instead just sate down at the table next to Janie, grabbed her mug, and drank. The silence was irritating her further, but she tried to control her temper when she asked, Where is Henry? He's coming, Pauline said coolly between drinks. Margot looked over her left shoulder to see Henry returning to the table. He sat down heavily next to her, lifted his mug, tried to drink from the empty vessel, and placed it back on the table with a frown. Where were you? she asked, her temper resting on a nice edge. I just wanted to step away for a moment outside, he said. Are we ready to head home? Janie asked, breaking her silence finally. Pauline nodded. I think we're staying, Margot started. No, I turned in the room key, he interrupted in a sad voice, looking down at the table. I think we should just go home for now. Margot's temper evaporated as her heart sank. Fighting the sudden feeling of her eyes watering, she simply nodded to avoid anyone hearing her voice crack. The other three stood up, and Henry offered a hand to her. She took it, looked up into her face, into a face that appeared, uh, she took it, looked up into a face that appeared devastated. Her throat caught as she fought off a sob, and she hurried out of the inn into the safety of darkness. And that ends chapter 18! So, this chapter is yet another chapter kind of like documenting Henry and Margot's relationship falling apart. I'm going to go out on a limb and say most of this is being caused by Margot. Uh, what do you want to say? Henry kind of fell in love with what you'd call a political activist. 
<laughs> I mean, not that Margot's necessarily in the wrong with her views, just that she's, you know, a little bit uh, narrow. Well, how, how do you explain this? Because I, I feel like the books are trying to document that the magistrates are exceptionally bad and really do need to be overthrown, which Margot seems single-mindedly driven towards. But Henry, eh, not so much. So maybe Henry's the asshole here in that he doesn't care about, like, oppressed peoples, right? I don't know. I don't know, but we're seeing this relationship kind of start to crumble, right? They didn't have any sexy time after their date night. It, I mean, I guess. Maybe they made up on the walk home, but... I'm guessing that next chapter that is going to be made more clear that they did, in fact, not have sexy time. What's, well, we can peek. Let's peek. Should I peek? You know what? I'm going to leave it as a, yeah. I'm going to leave that as a cliffhanger. Not that it's much of one. It kind of seems like implied that they didn't have sexy time, you know? Ah, it's a shame. And it's nice that, like, Pauline and Janie are clearly on uh, Henry's side, but Margot's being a piece of shit. She's like a workaholic, am I right? Ugh, ugh. Who wants to hang around with one of them? Hmm. Yeah. Anywho, uh, why don't we hit some discussion questions? Because this is running... That was a long chapter. This isn't running that long. I, that's what I was going to say, but I, I feel like we're okay. We're in the clear. All right. First question. So you guys heard me write this down, but, uh, well, I guess you heard me write both down, didn't you? Because I kind of stopped the podcast while I made notes, but all right. Question one, do they have mixed drinks in the world of magic? Like whenever you see, so the world of magic is vaguely medieval, right? I'd say ish, you know? Although they do have indoor plumbing, which is pretty nice because we've already established magic toilets, but uh, do they have mixed drinks? Do they, have they mastered the art of distilling? I think that's really what it gets down to. If you can distill something, now you can make like grain alcohol. And if you can make grain alcohol, you got to mix that shit with something. Because, I mean, drinking Everclear, that's not a good way to live your life, right? <laughs> so uh, do they, they must have mixed drinks is my thinking. But apparently Margot's a beer girl, even though... I don't know. She's kind of described as mm, small-ish. I don't know. Not that small. Like, she's tall, but slim. I think the word slim comes up a lot when Margot's brought up. Maybe? Eh, I don't know. Right into the show. I don't remember what Margot looks like. She has black hair. We've established that. I I feel like she was slim at the beginning of Offworlder. I think it said something like that. Who knows? <laughs> what did Jeff write in this book? I mean, I have... Okay, all right. Let me let me backtrack. I have a picture of her in my mind. And that's none of your goddamn business. Okay. Uh, so, the surprising thing here is that she's a beer girl. Right? I, I feel like beer... Girl... Oh, boy. I should just tread lightly here. Anybody who's really into beer... You know, let's be honest, tends to develop said beer gut. <laughs> so anybody, that's anybody. That's not sexist. That's just a, that's a fact. But uh, I don't know. 
I, 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 I guess she's always drank it in these books, so. But then again, maybe, you know, she'll develop a more refined taste as she gets older. I don't know how old she is in these books. I always pictured 20s, maybe 20s. Mm, yeah. Let's go mid to late. Tw I don't know. I just don't know. But, uh, yeah. She seems to be a beer girl. She's always drinking ale with Henry, and that's nice, I suppose. That's good. They share a common interest. Functional alcoholism. Question two. When you go on a date with someone of the uh, sex of your interest, how about that? Well, that sounds like you can only have one, and that's not what I meant. The sex with parentheses ES after it, sexes of your interest. All right. Uh, how do you sit? What's your seating arrangement? I mean, I've seen people on dates on those, because I mentioned that Laura and I, if it's like a four-person table, right? So the seat on each side, we'll sit next to each other. So, you know, we'll have a corner separating us, and that's it. But I've seen the opposite, where you sit across from each other. Is that common? What's the most common thing to do? And I feel like if you're in a booth and it's two of you, you really should sit across from each other. I feel like when the people sit next to each other, that's a little weird. Am I wrong on that? What do you, what do you guys think? I don't know. I don't think I've ever sat next to Laura in a booth if it's just the two of us. Uh, but maybe I'm way off on this. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. We don't sit in a lot of booths anymore. Uh, what, we don't sit in any booths. We don't go out to dinner. If nobody noticed, there's a goddamn pandemic. Stop going to restaurants, you assholes. Um, oh, boy. I have a rubber uh, uh, couple. Uh, nope, 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 nope. Coaster. Coaster. From the uh, standing desk I got as a gift. Mm. And my glass is getting stuck to it. Yeah, so how do you sit? How do you sit in, like, any of those situations? Uh, right into the show, you go over to jeffreadsbook.com. All right, and right there, three ways. You can hit me up on Twitter, Fortran Jeff, all one word, no underscores. Uh, you can hit me up on Mastodon. It's like Twitter, only nerdier and fewer people use it, and you're probably more likely to run into, like, uh, extreme right-wing people. But, or left-wing, I mean, a lot of extremes on there. But if you, what do I want to say, kind of narrow down your follow list, it doesn't seem that obvious, because it doesn't really show, like, a general feed as well. Uh, it's not as bad, I guess. And there's no ads, because ads suck. All right. What were we doing here? Jeff at toot.rainbow-100. Dot com. And if you want to send me an email, it's jeff at rainbow-100.com. And go over to Jeff Reed's book, buy a book, because uh, if you haven't noticed, there's no ads in this freaking stupid-ass podcast that I'm pretty sure nobody listens to, because I don't get any feedback. Yeah, you remember when I had a feedback section at the beginning of the show? Which was just the lovely Laura and occasionally uh, Glenn, one-time host Glenn, uh, yeah. Right into the show. Now I'm making myself sad. I feel sad, like Henry on a date with Margot when she tells him that he has to be followed for everybody's safety. <laughs> well, that about wraps it up today. 
during the break, I went up and got a little club soda, making a little, uh, as the lovely Lara calls it, a mocktail. I'm going to finish this up, so until next time, keep on reading! Keep on reading!